Hey, what's going on, Alex? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Fine. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, Lower Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. I'm your host, uh, Lower Antonio. On the MLB show today, we'll preview what's in store for the Phillies and Marlins in the upcoming 2019 season and for the NFL. Uh, uh, and I think... Uh, I think, and then, uh, and then for the NFL show, we'll talk about the uh, Browns Bengals offseason needs. But uh, first things first for the MLB. Tell me last week about the Bryce Harper signing with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was really um, surprised about that big contract, saying that that was the largest contract in almost like all four major professional sports. I mean, 13 years, $330 million. You know what I mean? That's a, that is a big sum of money there. But, um, I think what's going to be really interesting about that with Bryce Harper being there, because I was, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss this about the Phillies a little bit more, but you know, you got Bryce Harper in right field. It will be really interesting to see like where the Phillies are going to put Andrew McCutcheon as, as well in that outfield as well. So they, so, so they got some um, rearranging to do before um, the season opener. They, they, they do. So I think McCutcheon starts in left and then uh, Bryce Harper goes to right field. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so with that being said, here uh, let's talk. Let's also uh, talk about the the upcoming seasons for the uh, Phillies and Marlins. So, uh, so, let's start with the Marlins. So, really, the big offseason move for the Marlins is uh, getting Curtis Granderson. But the dumbest one was getting uh, was getting rid of JT Realmuto, and then the breakout player was uh, this year. I have is Lewis Britson, but Jorge Aflalo should be a nice pickup for the Miami Marlins. He should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost in complete agreement with you with all um, the moves as well. I thought it was also interesting as well, how they got rid of a uh, Dietrich as, as well. He was like really kind of like that last power hitter the Mar Marlins had. And, you know, you just want to just talk about basically the whole fire sale and just starting over, you know I mean? They almost got rid of everybody on that infield, except basically Mar Martin Prado. I mean, he's really the only one there. And, I also thought picking up Neil Walker was a, a nice move for the Marlins. And then I'm in agreement with you on Brinson as well. You know I mean? I've been watching a few Marlins games this um, spring training against the Mets and he, he's got a great power, power bat, but he's also got some raw speed. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he does this season as the, as, as a starting outfielder for, for the Marlins. Yeah, absolutely. So I also, we forgot to mention here for a bit big off season moves that Sergio Romo is now a member of the Marlins. So he'd be the setup man. And uh, I also think adding and you, and I agree with you about adding Neil Walker to the, to the, to the mix as well, along with Curtis Granderson. Right. Mm -hmm. So my lineup for the Marlins goes like this. It's going to be, uh, I have it like this. I have a uh, Granderson leading off Castro hitting second. Uh, Martin Prado hitting third and playing third base, and then Brian Anderson hitting fourth and playing right field. Then Neil Walker hits fifth, and then Jorge Arflalo hits sixth, and uh, JT Riddle hits seventh, and uh, Lewis Brinson hits eighth. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I got about the same batting order as as you do there. You know, I think uh, Mar Martin Prado could kind of switch there between Andersons. I really think that Prado, probably as well as Brinson, you know, in that. Um, lineup as really the two big power hitters you know what I mean Granderson can still have his home run power as as well but you know just the the way the Marlins have just kind of been just 
fire sailing all their their guys and just spreading it out to all different teams. I mean, you know, it's going to be a another rough year for for Marlins fans, but you know, hopefully if they are they're willing to rebuild and you know it's going to probably take a number of years but you know if Marlins fans are patient you know hopefully Marlins can build a contender within four or five years yeah absolutely so with that being said here um with that being said we talked about the dumbest move that re- that the Marlins lost Real Muto so now let's talk about the Philadelphia Phillies now and uh talk about them being one of the winners this offseason they got a couple a lot of all-stars like Segura Real Muto, Harper, and McCutcheon, and David Robertson. But really, I think they're going to get Craig Kimbrell. If not, then I expect uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez to be the closer. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was you know surprised myself just seeing all their moves there. I, I, I really like though, um, not only just getting Harper and McCutcheon, but I think Segura is going to really, you know, um, give that infield for the Phillies, you know, a solid veteran to do. I was really impressed with him when he did in Seattle when they had over on um, that 90 win season they had they had last year so you know I mean I think he's going to be a nice infielder there but then of course their outfielders are just going to be loaded with Harper and McCutcheon so I mean the Phillies I mean they they struck gold with a few of their moves they had in free agency yeah, when they got Robertson, and then and then you don't forget about Herrera. Duba Herrera is a good player, and also, if do you agree with me on this one? If Chris become a Philly, do you do you expect Sir Anthony Dominguez to be the closer? And if Kimbrel's the closer, then do you expect it to be Dominguez to Robertson to Kimbrel if Kimbrel's the closer with David Robertson as the setup as the setup man? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think they would probably go after the other guy. I just think with really signing that record deal with Bryce Harper I mean I'm just not sure how much more money the Phillies have in cap space so I mean you know if they're if they're willing to just kind of go on the cheap end a little bit and not really sign just a great closer in Kimbrough because I think their back end of the bullpen is still going to be pretty efficient so you know I, I, I would almost think they would step away from from Kimbrough now after signing that record deal with Harper. I think if the Phillies move decide to not sign Kimbrell, I expect uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez to be the closer. You agree with that? Agree. Mm-hmm. So now uh, the so my so the dumbest offseason move the Phil the Phillies didn't make any. But when it comes to my favorite offseason signings signings for them, I I like the Andrew McCutcheon signing. Yeah, I, yeah, I did too. I I really liked that move as well. I I I, I kind of picked out a few few moves though. I mean, I didn't really think they were that big because they addressed the issues. But I think getting um, Wilson Ramos out, Ramos going to the Mets. I also thought Justin Bohr, he headed to the Angels and even Estrubal Cabrera as well. He went to, to the Rangers, but what was good about the Phillies is that they addressed the issues by signing those guys. You know, they got Rio Muto to replace Ramos. They got Segura to to replace Cabrera and then Justin Bohr. I mean, they could almost plug anybody in at first base and really, um, and, and really just hone in on that. So, so, so it was good that even with the few dumb moves they, they had, they, you know, went out and addressed those issues. Absolutely. So when it comes to my projected lineup for the Phillies, I have it like this. I have Segura leading off, then Herrera batting second, then Reese Hoskins hitting third, then Bryce Harper hitting fourth, then JT Realmuto hitting fifth, then Andrew McCutcheon hitting sixth, then Macal Franco hitting seventh, and Cesar Hernandez hitting eighth. Yeah, yeah, I got I got about the same lineup you do there. You know, I just I, I I'm really just 
stoked to see how this Phillies lineup is going to be. I was talking to my dad about this whenever the Phillies um, are going to play against the Mets at Citizens Bank Park or really any home game against the any home game the Phillies will have this year. I mean, it'll probably be just home run derby in that stadium with just all the power hitters they have. But I really like how the top of their order is going to going to be. If Segura is going to be the one to lead off for, for the Phillies, you know, I really like the bat he, he had in Seattle. So, I mean, just I think the Phillies roster this season, I think they're basically really in a win now mode seeing just all their offseason moves that they made. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think, I think with the Phillies, I think they're, I think now when the Phillies got Harper, I'm in a tough decision. Who's going to finish in first between the Braves and Phillies. But if I have to choose, I think it's going to be the Phillies. Agreed. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, I really think that, you know, Atlanta last year, I mean, their young prospects kind of really carried them through most of the way, but Atlanta's Atlanta's off season, you know, we'll get, we'll get, we'll touch base a little bit about that you know at some point but I just I just think the Phillies just like with all their big splash targets and just really you know grabbing these guys especially from their own division you know getting Harper from Washington and then you know really the last you know great player in that fire sale for the Marlins and Rio Muto you know I just think I just think they just got a loaded team in the National League East. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so you, you agree with my pick that if I had to choose one between the Braves and Phillies, I'm going to go with the Phillies winning the division. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the Braves finished second, still with the winning record, but they just missed the playoffs. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. It, it'll be kind of a toss up between the Braves, Nationals, and even the Mets as well. Kind of like an outside shot there. You know, those three teams right there. Those will probably battle for you know the the middle the middle of the pack in the National League East because I just think the Phillies right now just with these record deals and just getting these high price free agents, you know, I mean they're they're ready to basically win the National League East at all costs this year. Aaron Nola expecting to be the opening day starter for the Phillies and for the Marlins expect Jose Arena to be the opening day starter. Yeah, yeah, de- yeah, definitely with there. I, I'm I'm really excited to see how um that Phillies pitching staff is, is going to be even with some of their younger guys, you know I mean? You're going to have Arietta and, um, and Nola at the top of the pack, but then it'll be really interesting to see how they kind of put those younger guys in the back end of the starting lineup as well as the bullpen. So Phillies are going to be the team to watch in the national league this year. Yeah. So now that being said here, the Dodgers today play against the, Royals, so Ryu's going to get the start today, and also for the Mets, you guys play the Marlins, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And gets the start, so let's talk about some related news about the Dodgers first, so t- here's here's the question of the day. Kershaw most likely might not be ready for opening day, but we'll see what happens, because the hope is to get Clayton Kershaw ready for his opening day start on March 28th. If not, then I pick Walker Bueller to day starter for the Dodgers on the 28th of March of Kershaw isn't ready to go but I'm also not ruling out the possibility of Hunjin Ryu yeah 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 I definitely think that you know you, you just would not want to rush Kershaw if, you, if you're the Do- if you're the Dodgers and you know we've talked about this before you know I I thought Bueller did a fantastic job with the Dodgers last year and I mean if, if they're willing to really stick that young guy really to take the reins on opening day you know hopefully he 
will be up to it. But I just I I think the Dodgers, if they are smart here, you know, they will, you know, give Kershaw all the time he needs to to rest up and just really just be ready to return to form once he takes the mound for the first time and then and then almost go from there. But I just think, you know, I mean we've we've talked about this as well. I just think the Dodgers pitching staff almost has no flaws. I was I was a little concerned when they got rid of Granky those years ago when they moved Granky to Arizona. But you know, they've they've done a great job replacing Granky with a lot of these young prospects that they're developing and you know hopefully they're gonna have another great season with their starting pitching staff yeah for sure so if Kershaw were were wasn't if Kershaw wasn't ready for opening day expect Walker Bueller to be the opening day starter and then Uh, Julio Urias to take Kershaw's place in the rotation to begin the season agreed Mm -hmm. where was it agreed Mm -hmm. so and then also yesterday Josh Fields got traded got DFA'd which I was shocked about that when when uh when the Dodgers claimed uh Donnie Hart off waiver so I'm just kind of I'm just kind of mad that ju- the Dodgers DFA'd Fields but it, it's a business but you know what I, I think that this Dodger bullpen is going to be the best in ba- baseball this year along with their starting rotation agreed yeah I just yeah yeah I really think you know if they're gonna be willing to develop behind Jansen because that because that's just gonna be the big thing but you know I mean we've we've talked about it before you know I just think they they're addressing those issues that that are just kind of that have kind of hindered them in the postseason last two years and you know I just think I just think the Dodgers you know once they get to the postseason this time around they will they will be a little bit smarter I think kind of just getting their way to Jansen if they're gonna um go all the way back to the World Series and win it I think the Dodgers will go back to the World Series and win it I think it's going to happen. I agree. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely agree with uh, you. So that being said here, uh, so that being said here, uh, so that with that being said here, when we talk the Mets, you're going to be without Jed Lowry. And then I think who I think who's going to be your opening day starting first baseman for the Mets is Peter Alonzo. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been stoked seeing how he has really just kind of been developing, you know, just, just his nice batting skills. You know, I just still think his fielding still needs to get there a little bit, but I'm excited to see if he is going to win the opening day starter. But I also just kind of wanted to um, put a touch on this as well, just kind of away from kind of like the Mets um, roster and anything, but I was reading a report on, um, Mets.com that a uh, um, Mets legend Tom Seaver was uh, diagnosed with dementia. So just yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Yeah, and ab- all that. absolutely. Oh. You know they were they were saying that you know because they will be celebrating their 1969 World Series title. I was reading that they should probably unveil a statue of Tom Seaver. That would that that would be pretty cool if the Mets decided to do that. But you know prayers for for the Seaver family at at the news of that diagnosis. Absolutely. So my final MLB thought is I expect the Dodgers to be the best team in baseball this year and they're going to win 100 games this year. I definitely agree with that and I and then for then for my Mets as well, you know, I just I'm really excited to see how their pitching staff is going to be this year. I think Syndergaard, DeGrom and, you know, the the guys that are going to be behind them and Wheeler and the rest, you know, I just I'm ready to see how the Mets are going to um take from Jacob DeGrom's side young Kim pain last year and just really see how how they get you know it's going to be it's going to be exciting in about 
two, three weeks when all 32 MLB teams begin their season. Yeah, absolutely. So with, with that being said, we'll take a break, and then we're going to have a lot to talk about when it comes to the NFL and all that. And this is going to be a good offseason for the NFL coming up.